hands up if you have a guidebook that you leave for your guests when they enter your property. Now keep your hand up if you've got a digital version of that. Now I have always had a printed guidebook full of places to visit, the Wi-Fi code and, and all that jazz. But at the start of this year, I wanted to set out and look for a digital guidebook because the amount of times that I've had to replace those guidebooks in the rooms or in the properties because of things going out of date or people walking off of them was crazy. A good friend of mine recommended I check out Hostfully and I've been playing around with it now for a while for myself and my clients and I love it so much so that I reached out to them and I asked if they could put together a little promo code for Boostly listeners. So if you head over to Hostfully.com, put in the promo code Boostly2M, the number two and then M, you get two months off their premium service. But the even better news is, is that you can go over to Hostfully.com, so H-O-S-T-F-U-L-L-Y.com and you can get one digital guidebook for free. So you can start playing around with it, see how it feels. And then if you want to upgrade, you get two months free just because you're a Boostly listener. So again, Hostfully.com, Boostly2M is your promo code. Let's get on with the Boost Hospitality Podcast. Welcome to the Boost Hospitality Podcast. We are in Season 7, Episode 11. And today we're talking about pricing. Now, before we begin, I just want to do a big shout out to our sponsors, Hostfully. They provide stunning digital guidebooks that will wow your guests. Paula Butler from Cockington Cottages recently let me know that her guests have said how amazing her digital guidebooks are before they arrive. So it's already enhancing the guest experience. Now today, pricing is a massive part of what I believe is going to happen in 2020 to the hospitality and short stay accommodation industry. With this in mind, I invited on Morel Monda Brown of Optimize Revenue. You can go and check out their website at any time. You can go and subscribe to their emails. I 100% recommend you do because this episode is packed with so much good. You are going to find out about the apps that she uses for pricing. You are going to find out some of the most common mistakes that other hospitality owners are making when it comes to pricing. She's going to totally change your mindset in how you look at pricing your property, specifically in the shoulder season. Now, this is going live in January 2000. And 20. We are in what is would be known as the shoulder season. And she's going to give you some advice on what you can be doing to get those bookings and specifically midweek bookings. You are going to be making so much notes on this. Now, if you're in the car, please do not make notes. What I would advise you to instead is when you get to your destination, go to boostly.co.uk forward slash podcast. There is a full write-up for you right now on the blog. Go down to season seven, episode 11. Click on the link. It will take you to the full blog. You'll be able to find more about Morel. You'll be able to find more about her training days. You'll be able to find out more about how to subscribe to her email list, as well as all the goodies that she recommends in here. It's an information-packed podcast podcast, probably one of the best ones that we've ever done. I've hyped this up as much as I possibly can do. So without further ado, let's jump in. What would you say is your or your company's superpower? Superpower. Wow. Okay. I don't wear a cape, you know, just on a Saturday maybe, but not, not usually. Yeah. My superpower, I would say, is really the ability to help people make decisions and take uncertainty out of their pricing questions and queries. Inevitably, with 25 years experience, that probably is where my biggest superpower lies because I've experience of blocks of apartments, individual apartments, bed and breakfast, the hospitality community, and obviously independent hotels and so on. So that's probably where the wealth of my experience lies over that length of time. But yes, ultimately, it's really about taking uncertainty out of the pricing question for people. 
Lovely. Okay. Love that. What's your favorite business book? Business book. This is one that I, I just can't get, not to get rid of. That's the wrong thing to say. It's a Bible that I started with a long time ago and I keep looking for something to replace it and nothing has quite managed to do it uh, for me up to this point. So it's something by two guys called Johnson and Scholes and it's about competitive advantage and it gives you a load of models in there of some of them are a little bit traditional these days, but they still work really well in terms of looking at your environment, looking at your marketplace, looking at demand and supply. And these are all fundamentals for revenue management and pricing. And if you own or you're managing a property, then, you know, knowing how to see and view your marketplace and adopting some of those models is really quite positive, I would suggest. So anyone that hasn't seen it, it's a very big volume though. Don't get me wrong. It's not a quick read. So uh, you do need to prepare yourself to go through it, but it's a really worthwhile one. So competitive advantage, is that right? Yeah, yeah. Johnson shows competitive advantage, yeah. Brilliant, sounds sounds good. Okay, final one then. What is your favourite purchase under £100 being in the past year? So anything under £100, what's your favourite? Okay, well, I could say shoes, but I won't. I actually purchased an app. It's a business card reader. Having been at lots of different events, you know, pin meetings, networking events, and the likes of, I was struggling with all of the cards that I was collecting. And actually, I hadn't realised, I'm sure lots of people out there have already done this and got that, but actually to just line up that business card on that app and put it straight into a database obviously in line with GDPR regulations to be able to have that database of contact which would be brilliant do you know what that app is just so anybody that's thinking about it someone who attends a lot of events no you've caught me off the hop I can't remember the name of it apologies don't worry I'll get it afterwards and then I'll put it in the show notes so if anybody was wondering because that is it for anybody who attends events and I've just recently started going to events you do get a lot of business cards thrown at you and I'll be lying if there wasn't still a few at the bottom of my bag from the last event I was at so yeah really nice app I'd like to know more all right so you are the pricing queen I don't know if I labeled you that or somebody else has labeled you that but you know you are definitely one of the best you come highly recommended from a lot of good people that I know like and trust out there Jason Living being one the first ever guest of season six of the Boosley podcast so you've worked at and with some of the biggest chains in this industry what I want to know is what is one of the most common mistakes you see hospitality owners make when it comes to pricing and it doesn't matter on the size the largest or the smallest B&B what's the most common mistake you see people make probably I'd rather say two things one one thing is not necessarily price, specifically pricing led but it does have an impact and that is the the property management system without the right property management system you aren't in a position to monitor your performance to see where your key performance indicators are and you don't get the reporting functionality out of some of the PMSs that's really really important to do analysis and I know that all sounds a little bit sort of boring and very long-winded but you know if you don't know where you've been it's very difficult to know where you're going and to be able to analyze the trends and the patterns in your business is really imperative to the pricing piece so by that I'm talking about things like your occupancy by day of week midweek versus weekend your uh, revenue per available uh, unit or room your lead time your cancellation piece and the pace of your business those types of KPIs are really, really important when building up your knowledge of your own business and what pricing strategy you need to put in. And if you've got a property management system that isn't giving you that, then it makes it really, really difficult for you to even get a foothold on getting the right rates for your customers and for your guests. So that, that's the first thing, albeit, you know, as I say, it's more of a, an underlying issue uh, or challenge. Whereas specifically pricing wise, it's a very common challenge as you rightly point out whether it's small large or medium
medium businesses that there is a fallacy that a rate is a rate and when you talk to people they always reference the rate and it's really important to distinguish the difference between the rate and an average rate it lends itself to conversations like I need my rate to be 170 euro pound dollars whatever it may be each night that's what I have to command in order to get a break-even point but actually if you start to look at your business more holistically you know from a helicopter view then you start looking at your business from more of a weekly monthly quarterly kind of basis and it's really important that you can see that on some days of the week because demand changes by day of week whether we like it or not and you know a Sunday night versus a Wednesday night can be significantly different depending on the marketplace that you're in and based on the day of week pricing it's really really important to understand that it's about an average over a period of time that you need to achieve and not the rate that you're talking about. That's really, really common and a, a really common challenge and a mindset to try and have to change for people as well. Yeah. So let's just quickly double back to property management services, PMS. Obviously, I imagine over the time you've been doing this, you've seen every type do you have a personal preference? Is there a PMS that's doing better than, than others? Is there one that, that you prefer over others? Yes, um, there is. Purely on the basis of the information that comes out of it. Um, and if, if, if it was a large uh, independent hotel property, I would be uh, recommending the use of something like guest line. Um, if it's a, um apartment or a block of apartments, individual units or, or multi-units, then um, I'm uh, using more often res harmonics, um, which is purpose-built for, um, for the apartment and short, short and long-stay uh, community. Res harmonics, that's the one that I've just heard of as of a couple of seconds ago. I'm, uh, I'm sure everybody will want to go check it out. Um, we will provide, obviously, in the show notes, the links to these um, and where you can go find out more information about that. I'm really interested to find out more about the rate and the, and the average rate as we go out through, through this topic. But let's just quickly then um, move on to these midweek bookings. So we're recording this is what is known as the shoulder season. The shoulder season for anybody who doesn't know is when it's not peak season, it's everything else. And it's, and it's a time where bookings can be a bit sparse you know in the summer bookings are flying and everybody's happy but it gets to sort of january time and it's like hang on a second where are we going to get these bookings from and it's a question i get a lot um mark how do we get bookings at this time of the year specifically in the week so when it comes to let's just focus on these midweek bookings because weekend bookings tend to a penny but what advice would you give to somebody specifically around pricing when it comes to when someone asks you the same question, how would I go about getting those midweek bookings? What's the best tactics and tips that you would advise on? Okay, well, um, it's a, quite a broad answer. There's quite a number of facets to answering that kind of question. And I think, you know, the, in the first instance, there's got to be a realization that, um, you know, having your uh, property or asset whatever that looks like, whether it be the apartment, uh, bed and breakfast, uh, so on and so on, various different types. Um, it isn't a plug and play. 
And, and I think there's a, a fallacy that you, you plug into uh, what, what's classified as distribution channels. And in the main, they tend to be two main ones being Airbnb and Booking.com. Um, there are many others out there, just it doesn't look necessarily that an awful lot of people are either aware of it or they don't have a property management system that can support uh, more channels. So you, you, you need to be um, familiar with there is, um, you know, uh, more, more opportunities there on distribution sites, uh, such as Expedia.com, Hotel.com, LastMinute.com, LateRooms.com. I mean, the list goes on and on. And a tip in order to find out what dot-coms are being used in your location is simply to go on Google and type in accommodation in whatever location you're at. And when you go through the page searches, you'll start to see, so, I mean, some of them are paid ads, as you'll be aware of, but some of them are organic searches and you'll see what your competitors are coming up with and what they are listed on. And it's a good exercise to do to just simply see what that distribution looks like. Distribution ultimately is your shop window. It's, it's where you're going to put your, your, your uh, accommodation in front of a guest. Um, and the more opportunities that you've got of putting that in front of a guest, the better. Obviously, there's, there's your own brand website, not to forget that, importantly. Um, that's your best and cheapest um, cost-effective um, means to, to getting your guests, of course. So you need to make sure you've got all of that optimized. So, you know, that, that's the starting point in terms of where that shop window looks like. And that once you've plugged into those different distribution channels, you can't sit back. It's not a hands-free moment. Um, I get a lot, of, a lot of conversation about, um, you know, the systems haven't provided this uh, these bookings for me and when i say to them to people what have you done yourself what what proactively have you done um you tend to get a lot of sort of mumbles and and quiet time at that point because there, there is this fallacy that it just comes in if i explain to you that um the rates that are put on the distribution channels like booking.com like your own website any of those types of things, those rates are public rates, yeah? And ultimately those rates are there uh, and they compensate for any lack of contracted rate. Ideally in your shoulder periods, whenever that is, because various parts of the world will have different months of the year that are shoulder periods. Um, and on the basis of that, it's going to be really important that you have um, an understanding as, as far out in advance as to when those timeframes are. Again, from a proactivity perspective, people tend to say, I'm in my shoulder season, what can I do? It's too late. You will grasp, so, and, and the term that is used is you have pick up in the month for the month. Yeah. And what, what you ideally need to be looking at is putting as much, and this is a, another jargon term of Bob, business on the books. You need as much Bob base business on the books prior to arriving into your shoulder season. So if you're only considering the, the, the challenge of no bookings whilst you're in that season, then you need to some degree focus your attention on your next shoulder season and start proactively working toward that 
And when you start looking at rates in relation to that shoulder season, you want to start incentivizing the, those, those bookings because by all accounts, the pot of demand will have shrunk. The number of people that are looking to make a purchase um, of accommodation and your service um, is going to be much smaller. So you need to be looking at ways to which you can incentivize that. Now, whether that is with lower rates further out, and they may be advanced purchase or non-transferable rates that you decide to do so that you get the cash up front, um, but the discount is deep enough to incentivize someone to say, do you know what? I don't mind to make my booking today for three months time because that is a hefty old discount and it's money in my pocket. From your perspective as an operator, you get the cash up front. So you've got that security in there. Um, and, and subsequently, if they do cancel, then you're just going to resell that. So it'll be a double dip as they would call it in terms of uh, rebooking that, that space. So it's really about preparing as far in advance how much business on the books you need before you enter into your soft or shoulder period and by which point you should be really aiming for anything around about 40 45 percent that time of type of number um, of occupancy on the books um, before you enter into that period itself and then because it'll be much slower to pick up in the month or, or in that period for, for that period, you're only gonna really top up the bookings that you've already secured. So it, as I say, it's about proactivity, it's about business on the books, it's about having a plan in place way before you get to your shoulder season. It's about putting some incentives pricing wise in there in terms of things like advanced purchase or non-transferable. You might want to put packages in, don't forget, the other aspect of life is about marketing. Uh, and again, a lot of property management systems don't enable you to have um, uh, a CRM functionality or a database um, that can feed in or integrate with things like MailChimp. Um, and that's really what ideally you would be looking for to build up that kind of data so that you can way before you arrive in your shoulder season that you're actually communicating with guests that have been and stayed with you um, whether it be in the high season or a previous shoulder season and start to really communicate with them and offer them a loyalty what they call a, in marketing terms a bounce back kind of offer to say you stayed with us once can you bounce back and come and stay with us again? Those types of offers, offers need to come back through. So, you know, it's the, it's the marketing piece, the proactivity, as I say. And then you've also got things like uh, when you're talking about midweek, um, it's primarily um, corporates. And if you're not familiar with your corporate business um, or how corporates function, and, and I don't blame you if you don't, because... The, 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 the whole um, pricing uh, surrounding leisure business versus um, you know, corporate business uh, comes with a whole different profile of customer and, and their behavior of buying is, is, is very, very different. So um, you know, when you come to the corporate piece, you've got big organizations, I'm sure you're sat um, looking down your, you know, your neighborhood or your, your town center and there are some big blue chip companies there and you say, why are they not using? Well, they, they, they're very, very astute. They've got lots of um, experienced individuals that are either called procurement managers or travel managers and they put mandated policies together 
that, you know, they're all jargon things. They're all things to put a barrier in front of you going and knocking on their door a little bit. And you, you can knock on their door. You can say to them, you know, that you're in the vicinity. You must have people that are relocating to this area, particularly if it's an international company. Um, they will have an agency that they will use that may not be apartment or short, uh, long stay um, specific. So you need to know there are two and a half thousand agencies plus, plus, plus in the UK, not just Silverdor and uh, and in situ and so forth. There are so many more that are corporate related and you need to understand which corporates operate with which agencies. But before you do, you need to set your corporate rates. And you can't just go along and say, my rate's 75 pounds a night. You, the way that they operate, there's two methods of pricing for corporates in that fashion for i'm talking about uh, blue chip companies that have um have policies and the likes of and in that re respect they'll want to know if they get a discount for length of stay consecutive lengths of stay so if you've got someone that's doing relocation and that relocation is going to be for um one month happy days then they'll want to know that you've got a, a sliding scale of pricing that's from one week to three weeks to four weeks, to six weeks, to, to, to two months, and so on. So you need to construct a pricing um, schedule um, to be able to, to, to go to, to that respective person and say, this is what my consecutive rates look like. If it's not about a long stay corporate, and it's about, um, you know, Mr. Jones comes from London um, to visit the, the offices in Edinburgh or any other destination of the world, um, then you know, Mr. Jones may be visiting about 150 times a year. It's not a, it's, they're not consecutive. There are um, various different time frames. It might be two nights, one week, three nights, another week, one night uh, in a different time frame. And they're classified as volume related rates. So again, you have to put a sliding scale of if, if you've got anyone that is staying from zero to seven nights, the price is this. If it's eight through to 14 nights, um, and I'm talking vo volume, not consecutive, um, then you've got a price for that. So you've got two pricing schedules that you have to have under your belt in your toolkit before you knock on the door of your corporate agency and before you knock on the door of the corporate themselves because that's what they will want to know as to what your pricing mechanisms are. Wow. Let's just unpack these a little bit because there is so much good golden nuggets that you can take away if you're really listening there. So the first thing uh, that Morel recommended was to go onto Google, type in accommodation in your area and look at what is the most brand businesses that are coming back to jump on that there's a, a free bit of training that i did it's a it's a video that everybody can go and watch boostly.co.uk forward slash list insights because it shows you a step-by-step -step guide on how to do that with a google sheet because it is it is as much location based as it is niche based focus that get 30 to 40 results and then all you're going to do is pick apart the 80 20 so which 20 percent of businesses are coming up at top 80% of the time on a Google search or a Bing search 
in your area or in your niche. And you've got to be looking at those websites. And if you're not on those websites, and you need to be, because that is where the majority of your potential guests are going to be landing because it's the first ones that Google is showing, either by spend or in the organic. Then we talked about website. You've got to have your own website. You've got to have your own personal brand of business out on there so people can find potentially find you if they're not then going straight away to uh, the OTAs. Then we sort of started to talk about emails. Again, emails are so important. Um, if you aren't yet building your email list, please, 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 please do so. It's so important. I talk about this a lot. You've got the slow lane, you've got the fast lane. At the moment, everybody on social media or booking.com or Airbnb, when they book through with you, we're on the slow lane. By getting them into your email list, you're getting them in the fast lane. And in the fast lane is where people are going to just speak to you on a one-on-one -on -one basis. It's so much better to get to get that email going because like Morel says, in a time like now, or maybe even in the summer when you're sort of looking and planning for the shoulder season, you can start to talk to people, start to email your list, and you can sort of say to people, would you like to come to us in these sort of days? Try to sort of think about special offers or rates or whatever that you're going to be doing for here. And then finally, which was amazing, was talking about corporates and business bookings. And again, you've got to do your prep. You just can't call up one of these companies and just say, hey, we've got accommodation and they'll go, all right, well, what are your rates? And you can't just go, well, I'm going to skim 5% off the top. You've got to have preparation in place, sliding scale, depending on the rate of stay. And you've got to be able to give these answers like this because these guys don't mess around. So you've got to be able to have this on hand, either in a, a nice PDF built together or maybe even a separate page on your website where you can show that send it over to the PA or the director of the company or the person who's making these decisions so they can then go to the boss to get them all signed up. So preparation is the key. Now, there's one thing that you said that I just want to double back on and ask this question. So what happens if we are now in that shoulder season and we haven't done the prep? Is there any real short little bits of advice that we could do to maybe get a a quick win here sort of looking at january february 2020 is there, is there something that we could do if we haven't done the prep or are we literally saying here right off this shoulder season let's start prepping for the next shoulder season no i mean it, there's always things that you can do in it and of course it depends on how you set yourself up there are two things in life when it comes to pricing and you can either constrain your demand or you can unconstrain your demand and when you're getting into high season, you want to put factors in that might constrain that demand, slow down the pickup so that you can capitalize on it when you arrive in that time frame. Conversely, when you're in a soft shoulder period, you need to unconstrain your demand. And by that, we're, we're talking about really making it as simple and as easy for your guests or prospective guests to purchase from you. And you need to go back and have a look at some of the policies that you've got surrounding your accommodation. And by that, I'm really referring to things like deposits, cancellation charges, timeframes relating to cancellation charges, um, whether or not you've got any policies in relating to um, being family friendly or not. Sometimes people are charging supplements for children and for the use of cots and the likes of. 
all of these things start to constrain demand. So wherever you can unconstrain that demand and attach a sellable rate, the important factor is that you know what's going on in your competitors that you don't go onto a search and look at 35 or 355 um, establishments in your area. It, it, it becomes analysis paralysis. You won't see the wood for the trees, but select for yourself five competitors plus yourself as being a group that is the most like for like competitors. And the reason I say like for like because if you've got a block of 17, hypothetically speaking, uh, multi-units uh, multi, uh, in a block, um, and you select five other competitors that have all got one unit um, each, the pricing strategies will and should be very different. So I would very much advise that pick yourself um, five competitors, write down for yourself what you believe to be the key constraining factors for your guests. Um, and, and those, as I said, can be things like your cancellation charge, the cancellation period, the level of deposit that you're taking, um, you know, the um, additional supplementary pricing. You may have pricing by, uh, per person. And when it comes to shoulder, shoulder season, you may find it better to put a flat pricing in a lower flat pricing um, rather than uh, stepping up a, a per person type um, situation. Um, so there is lots of things like that, but document them into a sort of a criteria and then spend the time, and I know you don't have much of it, but it is worthwhile to do, is to go online and benchmark your competitors against that criteria in order that you can see what they are doing or not doing and subsequently make your decision uh, based on what you're seeing. If you find that everybody has dropped putting a deposit in, nobody's um, got a cancellation or the cancellation period isn't two months anymore, it's now seven days or three days, bear in mind please, corporates will book generally zero, that's on the day, to three days out. That's their usual booking time. It might extend to a seven day period, but as in when they are physically going to make the booking for whatever time frame they're gonna stay, but they're gonna make the booking, their lead time is usually about zero to three days or at the most seven. When you're looking at leisure, it goes much further out than that. So it depends what your mix of business is in your property and your area that you're located in. Um, but knowing that, and if you've got cancellation charges that are applying to 30 days out, but the majority of your business is, is corporate and it's a shoulder season for corporate, then you are likely to be putting those corporates off quite significantly, I would suggest. Brilliant advice. Fantastic. And there's so many people that will be listening to this. They'll be scribbling notes and notes and notes away. So as always, this full transcript from this blog, from this interview, sorry, will be on the Boostly blog. Go to boostly.co.uk forward slash podcast. Click on this episode and you can get the full transcript with all the links to everything that we've talked about. But before we finish, I just want to talk about pricing tools because it's something that is going to become a bit of a buzzword, I believe, in 2020. We've got things like AirDNA and Price Labs uh, and there's many, many other. 
Now, when it comes to location pricing rates, do you have a favorite tool? And if so, what are they that you use in your, in your day to day? Yeah, I, I would, before I answer that, I just put a word of warning out there for, um, for automated uh, revenue management tools. They are great, don't, don't get me wrong, that you can really get some, um, some traction with using them. But uh, a, a large number of clients that I've been working with that are using things like Price Labs, um, you know, tend to also think that it's automated to the point whereby you don't need to do anything. You know, you plug it in and you just let it go. That is a really dangerous thing to do. So you really need to get some um, advice uh, uh, in terms of how to set up your parameters in those types of tools. And if the parameters are wrong, then your pricing will be wrong. So I can't stress it enough. Um, I'm happy and, and have done quite, quite a lot over the last few months had conversations with people and to give them some hints and tips and advice on how to, to set up those, those parameters. Once the parameters are set up, you still need to be in a position to temperature gauge um, whether those are the right pricing uh, decisions for you. And you, you still need to look at your key performance indicators to benchmark against um, that automated tool. So um, yeah, don't, don't fall into the trap of it's another hands-free plug and play automated piece so you don't have to do anything and save you time. It does save you time, but you've got to set them up properly and you've got to keep checking them. In terms of answering your question about what tools I use, um, you see there are two types of pricing. There is occupancy-based pricing and there is demand-based pricing. The, on the whole, the majority of people out there won't have tools that will tell them the demand in their location. And on the basis of that, the majority of people will be using occupancy-based pricing techniques. The tool I use um, on a day-to-day -day basis is something called HQ+. And this is a tool that will give you, I mean, it's a gift, really. I mean, yes, it's a chargeable thing that, uh, that, they, that they obviously invoice for on a monthly basis, but uh, it is a gift when it gives you, the, um, <laughs> it gives you the, the price, sorry, it gives you the demand per day in your marketplace and you set up your competitors, uh, your chosen competitors into that tool and it will give you the competitors pricing on a daily basis so you can map quite easily and see quite easily where you fit uh, against that competitor pricing. It will also give you the events in your location that will impact the demand. So if you're in a uh, major uh, town or city center that has got large events, you know, like marathons and running events or sporting events, uh, entertainment events, things like that, can, that can impact the demand for your property. Those are already listed and they get updated regularly into this HQ Plus tool. So that's my, that's my lifesaver, really. That's my day-to-day -day, um, go-to place to double-check where things are. Um, on top of that, of course, it's um, I use for, for some of the more established uh, multi-unit multi blocks, and independent hotels, I use 
um, something called Ideas, which is um, a revenue management solutions. It's quite sophisticated. It's not something I would recommend if you have, um, you know, less than 20 units. Um, but if you do have less than 20 units, including sort of one, one, uh, one individual uh, property or unit, then, you know, the, as I said before, there's nothing to stop you using something like Price Labs. So a large proportion of my customers do that and we can work with it really quite well if we've set it up and we're monitoring it uh, closely. So um, outside of that, I use something else called STR Global. Um, if you submit your occupancy and revenue and average rate information to STR Global, they will give you free reports relating to demand and supply in your marketplace. And by that, they will be telling you um, what your market share is. So you can say, well, actually, you know, looking at my occupancy, I think I've done really well. You know, I've got, hypothetically, I've got 75% occupancy this month. That's brilliant. But what they will give you is um, an indication of what the market has achieved in occupancy and rate terms. So you might find out that the, that the, the, the marketplace actually achieved 85% occupancy. Um, so something else should have been done, um, you know, for you to be able to have commanded more occupancy. Obviously, rate's important, the occupancy rate relationship and then the revenue, of course, and it will give you that information. STR also have um, uh, location information. So if you were looking for a prospective investment, um, they can give you the demand, sorry, the supply, the level of supply and the inventory. They can also tell you what the, um, the trend for business, so trend for occupancy and demand and revenue has been in that location over a period of time. Um, I appreciate AirDNA can do the same, Mark, uh, to a point, but obviously the source of that information is purely from, um, from uh, property that is registered with Airbnb. Um, so again, which is nothing wrong with that, but it just, you, you just need to bear that in mind. Uh, and then I think, uh, finally there's, um, a real estate agency called Colliers. Um, they are global, um, and they provide an index, uh, a property and asset index, um, which is fantastic. It's got weightings based on land price, um, versus, um, demand versus pipeline versus occupancy etc and it's all um, crunched into an index and it get, they'll give you the, the 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 best locations in the UK um, for uh, investing so that's another place that I tend to turn to as well wow so many takeaways so many links and i guarantee that there are people who are watching this and as long as they're not driving they are currently now on their phones on their computers checking out str global and on all the other ones and again if you've missed anything do not worry it'll be on the full blog write-up now there's going to be people here who are going we want more morale we want more of the pricing queen i highly recommend everybody who is listening to this to go to optimizerevenue.co.uk so o p t i m i z e r e v e n u e.co.uk on there you can go and subscribe to morel's email list which she will obviously keep you in touch with ways and means on if you would like to work with her now obviously one on one 
Morelli's pretty much fully booked. But she told me before we went on air that there are some training days coming up in 2020. Um, London, Manchester, Glasgow. Is that right, Morel? That's right, yes. So there's going to be training days and these are like a workshop based where you can really get into pricing for your property and real focus it down because there's so much to take away from this. And like I said, I think that pricing in 2020 is going to be one of the, the major topics that we, that we are going to be focusing on. And I think if you've taken anything from that, when it comes to it, if you've got the help and support and advice from an expert like Morel, where you haven't got the budget to work on a one-on-one -on -one basis, to be able to do it in a workshop alongside other accommodation owners, I feel that you'll get a massive benefit from that. Apart from the website, Morel, is there any social media channels that you like to hang out on? If anybody wants to go and say a quick hi to you, uh, is, is there any preference that you ones that you have? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm on Facebook, so certainly look me up on Facebook um, and, uh, you know, give, certainly do sort of a private message if you want me to just give you a quick call at some point and we can schedule a, a bit. You know, not every, I, I appreciate sometimes people, uh, there's that old saying is that they don't know what they don't know. And, and I've had lots of conversations with people who said, you know, I'm a bit worried about not knowing what to talk to you about when I get on there. I know what I need um to help with but i just don't quite know it doesn't matter you know it, it, at the end of the day you just say it how it is um you know i work with all sorts of different people with all different experiences um so please don't be you know don't be too bashful you know just pick the phone up it's no problem or, or pm me on facebook alternatively i hang out quite a bit on linkedin also if you want to link in with me LinkedIn and Facebook is where we are. I've got a funny feeling that at the back end of 2020, if we were to do this again, I know for a fact there's going to be a lot of people that are going to reference this as the starting point that what has basically, as you say on the website, write their future. And it doesn't matter whether you're an independent hotel, if you're a guest house, service accommodation, hotel chain, everybody can learn something around this. So Morel, thank you so much for doing that. I know there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be reaching out to you afterwards. If you want to share any of your personal recommendations for any apps, uh, if there are any pricing um, apps that you use or software, please get in touch. You can do so via Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn. We're all everywhere nowadays. So at Boostly UK. And if this is the first time that you've listened to the Boostly podcast, please do me a massive favor. Go rate, review, and subscribe. It helps get it higher up the ranking. And as well, just go and check out the YouTube channel. We've got all the video content from this audio is on there. We've got the live, the full video, and we've broken it down into five to 10 minute little segments. So you can, again, watch things on the go. That's all available now on the YouTube channel, Boostly uh, on the YouTube. Thank you so much for watching. We'll be back again with another episode. But for now, my name is B. Mark Simpson. I'm the founder of Boostly, founder of the book Direct Map, and have a great day.